and welcome back to the Fuel Her podcast. I am your host, Ashley Allen. I'm so, so grateful that you guys are here today and listening. I've gotten a lot of messages about how inspiring these stories are. And I'm telling you right now that this story I have for you today is so freaking inspiring. Um, I have a guest on the podcast today. Her name is Mrs. Miranda Schroeder. Say hi. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And if you guys haven't looked her up yet, Miss Mar- Mrs. Miranda is a newlywed living in Indianapolis, Indiana with her husband and two pups. And one of them I can see right now. You guys can't. He is so cute. Um, their names are Porter and Piper. She wears a lot of hats. She's a blogger, a marketing manager, and a small business owner. And she's now expecting her face, her first baby this year. Her mantra that I'm absolutely obsessed with is everything that she shares here on her blog and on her, you know, in in her business is meant to educate, empower, and inspire other women to create a life, home, and business that they love. Seriously, say hello again, Miranda. Hi, thank you for having me today, Ashley. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So Miranda and I know each other a little bit, not like, you know, a ton, but we know each other a little bit and she inspires me so much. I look up to her like crazy in the entrepreneurial world. Like she's just, when I, you go to her Instagram, if someone were listening to this episode today, not having a single clue who she was and they looked up her Instagram, they would seriously see a well put together, elegant, badass businesswoman, an exceptional wife and mom to be. But because I love reading your blog and I know there has been some serious hardships and pain that has got you to where you are today. We are jumping right in, girl, jumping right into this question. (laughs) Would you mind taking us through your journey to how you got to be the woman you are today? So I'll just have to warn everyone, I'm super pregnant and hormonal. So this story is probably going to make me cry today. Trigger warning, trigger warning. Just bear bear with me. Um, I mean, from a young age, my parents were divorced and I really struggled going back and forth. Had a lot of issues there and just mental health challenges, you know, going through middle school, high school, you know, in a time you're trying to figure out who you are and you're going to two different houses, living two completely different lives with two totally different families. It was very confusing for me. Um, And I didn't. Sorry. Did you. No, go ahead. Did you feel um, closer to one or the other? Was it pretty even? Um, Did you spend a lot of time with one versus the other or how'd that work out? Yeah. So I spent a lot more time with my mom and my stepdad. So I was basically raised by my stepdad. You know, it was the visitation at my dad's with my half brother and sisters and my stepmom every other weekend, two weeks on and off in the summer. And I really, really struggled and I was not a fan of going over there. So that was a whole nother challenge. And it was away from all my other friends and family. So it was rough. Um, And I, I can say recently, later in life, things have gotten a little better there, but it was, it was a challenge. And I carried that with me in a lot of my romantic relationships, friendship. Um, It was something that really affected me and still does to this day. So that was a huge part of my, my story. And like I said, that affected me in my romantic relationships. I was in a serious relationship. I was engaged. We owned a home. It was a really toxic and painful relationship. Um, and I almost married that man. I pray to God every day. Thank you for leading me down the right path. Um, because all of that led me to where I am today. Yes. So I want to 
talk about like the relationship pieces just a little bit because I know like you didn't you started your blog before your engagement ended right I did and my blog was actually a huge wedge between us as a couple we started coming to terms with there were a lot of foundational value driven things especially about our religious beliefs that we were not on the same page about and when you're going into a marriage you know, they say it over and again, do not be unequally yoked. And we most definitely were. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So did, I know that you're a woman of faith. So was he just like totally against it? Or was he like, like, I'll maybe join you one day or it was like a never thing. And how that, it, it was actually to the point where I was being told I was brainwashed. I was crazy. Um, and the big kind of deciding factor for me was, okay, I want to raise my kids to know and love Jesus Christ. And if we even had kids, because I don't know that he wanted them or wants them now, um, I could not bring my children into this world, not knowing God. True. Amen, girl. I feel that. I feel that for sure. Oh, that had to be pretty hard. So you were engaged and you had a home right together. Um, what was like, I mean, ending an engagement is, oh, that's, I mean, you know, like that is so horrible. You know, you probably already had the venue, probably at least a deposit on it. Oh yeah. We had had pretty much the entire wedding planned. We had been engaged, been engaged for over a year by the time we called it off. Oh my goodness. No. Okay. So that plan, (laughs) like that pain, what happened after that? Like, and then what kind of led you to, your new fairy tale, well, not, it's not obviously life is life, but new love <laughs> is super fulfilling and joyful. Yeah. I mean, that was a very low point in my life during those moments, really le- leading up to that final breakup were some of the lowest points of my life. And that just kind of catapulted me into figuring out who I was as a person and what I wanted out of life and the type of partner that I wanted to find. Um, It didn't take long before uh, my now husband and I reconnected. We were like mutual friends, I would say, in the past. Um, It didn't take long before we connected, and we were just so on the same page about everything. And I felt like I could, you know, strengthen my faith when I was with him. I could pursue these crazy dreams that you know, I had to write a blog and start a business and he was fully supportive of all of that. Yeah. That's awesome. And what a partner should be too. I mean, literally if it wasn't for Ryan, I would not be where I was today. Like if I had someone in my ear, you know, being super negative, like you have to have that people like us need supportive husbands, like, or you're just not going to have a partner at all. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So question number two, I know that was like all wrapped up in a question one, but I really wanted you to spill out your story because it has not been easy and has been filled with adversity. And it's, I just want to say as an outsider looking in from all that time, like you definitely made it look easy and you did it with so much grace and elegance. So you're awesome. But what piece of advice would you give to someone in a season of despair? Maybe they're stuck in an emotionally abusive relationship like you were, or maybe they're waiting, like desperately waiting for that love story of theirs. I mean, hold steadfast in prayer because that is what got me through those few months that were some of the absolute hardest. I remember just sitting in the bottom of the shower, crying my eyes out, praying to God, like, tell me what to do. And when I started 
praying more, it was then that my ex fiance came and said, look, like this isn't healthy for anyone. And in the end, it was him who walked away, which I'm thankful for. And I feel like God made that happen because I kept asking for a sign or an answer or what I was supposed to do. And that just made it so clear and easy to follow that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Talk to him. I was looking for a, a, a scripture. I literally wrote down yesterday. That is here. It is. I knew I had it. It was just under, under here. And it is so perfect to that because it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are the most blessed. So you attended to what he revealed. You didn't try to like fight it or hold off or, you know what I mean? Fight whatever. Amen. So I love that. Amen. Yeah. I love so like that. You're praying and then he reveals something to you after you pray and seek him first. So I freaking love that. That was so powerful. Okay. Um, again, this is where I kind of got into like the stalker part. A coworker once told you every little bit of our lives are intertwined. You can't separate the noodles from the sauce. And I absolutely loved that. And then what like, you kind of stated in that blog that you didn't really get it at first. And then later, later down, you got it. So what did you think about this, that statement when you first heard it? And then what do you think about it now? Oh, it's so true. I remember that conversation with her. Like it was yesterday. Um, she was basically my therapist at work and I would share with her all of these difficult seasons I was going through. And she was like, you can't, she called it spaghetti. She's like, you can't separate the noodles from the sauce, whether that's kids, life, work, friendships, your life is so intertwined and even more so now than it used to be in the past with technology and work being in our hands all the time. Um, and it's, it's difficult to find how to make everything work together, but you'll find that when your relationship's thriving, your business is thriving, you know, it all connects. Oh my gosh. Yes. Seriously. Preach. I freaking love that. Um, but okay. So how has all of life's ups and downs helped or hurt you in your life? Like, and as far as your business pursuits, can you correlate the two at all? So like when, you know, you started your blog and then you said you had issues and then your love, you know, found your love, but you're moving all the time. So how do you think all <laughs> of life's, how have your life's ups and downs correlated with your business results? I mean, very, very much so. I think when we are confident and our lives feel content, we we feel that we can take a risk. Whereas when everything feels scary and unknown, you might have a challenge, you know, stepping into something that you don't know much about or something that feels like a risk. Oh, yeah, for sure. What do you think how do you think you got to the confident place without, you know, obviously Andrew and, and him coming in into your life, obviously added to it. But like, I think you were at a really good place even right before that. So like, how do you think that you got to that confident place? Yeah. I mean, I knew Why from the day, I knew from the day that I left college that I wanted to be doing something on my own. So I was constantly trying all of these different things. I really wanted to blog. I think I started like seven blogs before uh, one actually stuck and took off, which sounds crazy. No, I love, um, I love that you tried and failed. Like everybody needs to hear that you tried and failed because that I'm going to yeah. get a late question later on about more about that, but that is so important. <laughs> yes. So yeah, there was like a digital marketing blog. I think I tried to blog about dogs. It was all over, over the place. It. 
Um, then I had like a Christian lifestyle blog. I mean, it was all over the place. Um, and then right before my ex called off her wedding, I had decided that I wanted to get into selling vintage. Um, so like vintage furniture, thrifted items, I was reselling them online. I had bought all of this inventory, like our whole basement was like overtaken with inventory. I quickly started making two, $3,000 a month doing this. And then he was like, Hey, we're not getting married anymore. And we have to sell our house. So I was like, great. I just started this business three months ago. That's making me $3,000 a month. And now I have nowhere to take all of this inventory. Oh my God. Um, so when I had to sell my house, that made me clarify and get clarity around what I was actually doing in that business. So I picked items that were easy to store, high profit margin, and basically just took my business to another level by downsizing, which sounds strange, but I got, yeah, so laser focused on products that had good profit margin. Um, and I focused on that, you know, for months to come after I moved out of that house and, and it was great and it was thriving for multiple years. Oh yeah. I freaking love that. Okay. So one more question before we get to the super business, super business side, because I know you're pregnant with your first baby and I love it, but you've been super open about not knowing if you wanted kids at all at first. So tell me a little bit about what changed your mind and what made you certain that you wanted to have babies. So when my now husband and I started dating, he told my best friend the day after our first date that he wanted four, four kids. <laughs> so you're like, okay, so yeah. So, so going into the relationship, I knew that I needed to be somewhat open to that. And honestly, that was the first time in my life I ever considered that I might actually have kids, which is hilarious because laying in bed last night, um, this old like Facebook post came up where you used to answer these questions and you would like post them on Facebook. I mean, this is probably like 10 plus years ago. And there was a question I had answered and it was like, when, you know, when are you going to have kids or how many do you think you're going to want? And I put, I will probably never have kids. (laughs) And that was so true for me until I met my husband. I I have to agree. I was the same. I was the exact same way. That's why. Yeah. I'm the same way. I told everyone, I even have a Facebook post. I still keep it up for the funny, the funniness of it. (laughs) And it was just a status. It was like, I'm literally never having kids of my own, like ever. And I, I held on to that until I was 21, 22. Like I was seriously not having them. And I met Ryan. He's like, Oh, I want kids. I was like, Oh, well, okay. I mean, even, even then, uh, so once we had been dating for a little while, even then we still had serious conversations. Like it took me a long time to get there, to even be open to the idea. Yeah. And really we didn't even talk about it again. I don't think until like right before our wedding. There you go. I do love it though. There's a lot of communication, open communication. There was no pushing, but having babies now. So welcome to the mom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now we're going to switch over to a little bit of the business side of things. So those of you that do not know, Miranda also has an MBA. I think it's in marketing. Your is your undergrad in is business. Am I right? Yeah. So I have a BSBA and within the uh, major in marketing. And then I went on to get my general MBA after that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she's more smart than I am. Uh, she has, <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> she has worked full time as a marketing specialist pretty much since 2016, right? 2014, I think. 14. Actually. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I was two, two years off, but then yeah. she started her own blog and businesses in 2016, 2017, right? Yeah. I want to say I, I mean, I started 
the very first blog <laughs> probably 10 years ago. Okay. My, cur- my current blog, I want to say was 2017. Um, and then I started a digital marketing agency in 2017. We just turned three. Um, and then I also started a wedding planning and coordination business, uh, fall fall of last year. Totally all of your thing. You literally have the most gorgeous events and everything, um, home decor, everything, all that stuff. You guys have to check her out, but okay. So question number one about that. Why did you touched about this a little bit earlier, but why did you want to start a blog and an online business or community? And how did you land on home decor as your niche with thoughtfully thrifted? being what you landed on? So originally when I wanted to start the blog, this was way back before my now blog. (laughs) Um, I just had this sense of like lonely, that people feel so lonely and there's something so powerful when you connect with other people, whether it's online or in person, when COVID's over, I very much look forward to the in-person piece of this. Um, When you find people that understand you and can have a conversation with you that relate to you, And that's what appealed to me about blogs. Um, Also like sharing things that so many people go through, but nobody wants to say out loud. So starting conversations around topics that aren't always easy to talk about, but they most definitely need to be talked about. Yeah. yeah. So that was before. So that was before Thoughtfully Thrifted came about, which originally was selling vintage items, like I mentioned, out of my basement. Um, (laughs) And making money, though, while you do it. I mean, come on. (laughs) Exactly. So, girl, heck yeah. So Thoughtfully Thrifted, when I narrowed down my inventory, I was like, you know what? I also want to start a blog that's kind of related to this business. So home decor, vintage, flipping items, that kind of thing. Um, And then going back to my kind of why on the blogging side, I kind of married the two. I was like, I don't want to just be posting pictures of couches and saying, buy this for $600, right? I have more to say than that. And as my community grew, it was a very like tight knit community of women. um, And it just opened up the door for conversation around all sorts of things. Oh, I love that. So did your community grow kind of gradually or did it kind of grow pretty exponentially after you narrowed down your niche and kind of went that way with blogging? So it's been super interesting. Like when I say my community, I'm really talking about probably Instagram following or email subscribers. Yeah, for sure. Um, And even real friends that I've made because of this community. Mm -hmm. Um, When we moved out of state this this platform was the reason I made real friends that I still talk to today that, you know, that come in from out of state to visit me. So it's super powerful. What role, if any, does Andrew play in your business today? Does he help or is he just a super supportive partner? I'm just going to be totally transparent. And we got in a huge blow up fight about this last night. (laughs) I love it so much. Real life. Real life. So Andrew has, caught in the um, entrepreneur bug. He's never owned his own business, but once you catch the bug, it's pretty much impossible to shake. So he has all of these business ideas running with his friends right now. And so last night I, he got off a phone call where they were brainstorming about a business idea. And I was like, what about my business? Like, (laughs) what about me? Can you pay attention to me and my business and help my business grow? Um, he's super supportive. Do not get me wrong in that. He's like, I want you to succeed. I want you to chase your dreams. Like I'm willing to, 
to help you. I'm also really bad at asking for help, especially Andrew. Um, I have a team of people that support me that are on payroll that, that help me reach these goals. I could not do it alone, but I mostly leave Andrew out of it. So part of that is probably my fault. Yeah. I, but he's super supportive of your dreams. Just not maybe. Oh, absolutely. He's not going to be taking the, the CEO position, CFO position. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. Okay. So you just kind of led right into my next question. Um, so excited to hear this answer. When did you start to outsource for help for your businesses and why did you start to outsource? Oh, so this is a great story because I can literally pinpoint the time in my life when I knew it was time for outsourcing. My marketing business scaled so fast. We went from zero to $10,000 months in six to eight months. Oh my God. Um, one person cannot work full time and manage $10,000 a month worth of clients. I will tell you that from experience because I crashed and burned. I was so burnt out. I could not physically keep doing this workload. Um, Andrew and I booked a vacation to Mexico. We got a condo right on the beach and I sat my butt there and I said, I'm not leaving Mexico until I figure out what I'm doing next. Either I'm closing this business because it's killing me slowly, not slowly, quickly, um, or I'm going to go back and I'm going to hire help because I can't do this alone. Another realization I had after probably three business books on the beach was I needed to increase my pricing. Less clients, better clients, higher prices, less, less work, but better work that was suited for us and what we had to offer. So as soon as the plane landed, we got home, I contacted all my clients, raised all my prices and basically fired 95% of my clients. I think I had one or two clients left. So, and I did that on purpose. This, yeah, this was a strategy. And not only that, I called up somebody I knew who I thought would be a great fit for my team. And I hired her within 30 days and she came on board. She still works with us today. Her and I have gone through so much together with my marketing business. We laugh, we cry, we bitch and moan about things together. And I could not do it without her. So huge shout out. I love it. Shout out. So she like your, is she your assistant or? So she started out as our assistant. And then as we grew, she kind of became our social media manager. Um, and we've also used copywriters on and off. Um, and then I also brought in a client manager who does all of our reporting and client communications, and she touches bases uh, with the clients each month. So the two of, between the two of them, myself, and then a copywriter, that's how we kind of provide for our clients. And then more recently, um, on the blogging side of things, I actually hired a blog manager. I think she's been with us for maybe five months now. And that was because I kept checking my priorities and I love my blog and I want to grow my blog. And I said, where am I spending my money? I'm spending it all on the marketing side. Why am I not investing in a platform that I love? So we made that investment and we have not looked back at all. I'm a firm believer in invest in yourself first and it will obviously always pay you back. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. I freaking love it. You guys are, you're dishing out the good stuff today. You guys better be taking notes. Um, okay. Do you ever want to make the blog your full-time thing or the marketing? Like, you know, like 
marketing and the blog your full-time thing and then go away with your nine to five? Or is it always going to be just a passion project on the side? And has the baby coming made you think at all about wanting to transition into, like you kind of mentioned earlier, more passive income stuff, less, you know, better clients, less time um, with your blog or marketing stuff instead of working full-time? Yeah. So this is a loaded question. (laughs) I have, you know, when I sit down every year and I write my goals for the year, every year I say like, I just want to work for myself. I want to quit my full-time job. Like I've literally wrote that in my goals last four years. Um, Ever since I've been with my husband, he's like, you literally say this every year. And the hard part is when you work for yourself, you really need to love what you do. And at first I thought my ticket out of the corporate world was marketing. And it could have been 100%. I, I was surpassing my income many, many months. Um, and I didn't love it. I didn't love it. To me, I would rather stay at my day job that I also didn't like than deal with all the stress and headaches that were caused by my marketing clients. I just, I could not do it. So yes, I'm still servicing clients, but we're actually no longer taking clients. Um, we had a consult call come in earlier this week and I let them know that we're no longer taking clients. And that's part of this transition into motherhood for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. Everyone around me, the people that love me and support me the most are like, you have got to break away from that business. <laughs> so, so we're doing it. I'm taking steps to do that. Um, I love the clarity. I love it. I can yeah. feel like, oh, I'm not super sure, but we're doing it anyway. I see it. I love the clarity. It's gonna, it's gonna be awesome. Keep... So the blog though, and all that kind of stuff, you're still going to keep going and growing. And so, yeah, my plan is right now is I'm going to continue working my day job. I work remotely from home and I always have for the last almost four years now. So I love that. It gives me a lot of flexibility. I can be very efficient, use my time how I want to. So I enjoy that. Um, and then the blog, it's always fallen to the back burner, mostly because of my marketing business. If I promise something to a client that always has to come first. So making the blog more of a focus, hiring my blog manager was a huge step in that, you know, saying this is an investment we're making because we want to grow this. Um, so I'm hoping that is just going to continue on that path. We hit record number for page views last month. So it was really exciting and, you know, sent the virtual champagne to my blog manager and just said, thank you. Like this is because of you. Um, and so that's huge. And then our wedding business is actually exploding (laughs) so because look at it. I mean, seriously, it's gorgeous. You are a freaking magician. Yeah, we are having so much fun with the wedding business. We are pretty much fully booked. We're beyond our book booking goal for 2021. We're already booking 2022 weddings. Um, and then over the last few weeks, my husband and I got the crazy idea that we think we want to own a wedding venue. So yes, that so that is kind of what's in the works right now. That would completely change our lives. So if that really does come to fruition, we're going to have to have a good hard look at other things and say, okay, time to prioritize this project. Yes. I I do love how you keep coming back clarity with your priorities because that's one of my biggest things. I think I just did an episode of my, la- my last episode was you guys, if you say something's important to you, you need to 
check your priorities versus your schedule. Because if your schedule is full of crap, that doesn't matter. You're saying all of this stuff is priorities. Like that's how you get clarity is focusing on your priorities and then creating your schedule based on that. What is your biggest piece of advice to someone who wants to start their own business, blog, or online community? Ooh, just do it. <laughs> it's know that where you start is probably not going to be where you end up. And don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end because those people probably started with a jankity blog that <laughs> didn't have any real branding. They probably didn't even have a logo. They're probably just sending these to their mom and grandma to read. We all start there. And I think people need to remember that, right? Starting and taking an action is the most important part. You can't just think about it. Go on Square, Squarespace, go to WordPress, buy a template, start writing and put it out into the world. And don't be shy to hide it from people. Like be loud and proud about it. I don't think people know that domain. when you buy a domain, it's, it doesn't have to be super expensive. No, not at all. You can get a website up and running for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. Right. And you could even hire someone probably for a couple, well, a little bit more expensive than that, obviously. But yeah, I just think some people don't really know how easy it is. You just have to do it. I love it. Yeah. Google. Google is your best friend. Google University, guys. Google University. Yeah. I graduated from Google University. Me too. <laughs> Screw the MBA. Google's where it's at. I, Emma, Emma and I already started this question. She's like, mom, how long do I have to go to school? And I was like, well, <laughs> 12 years minimum, you know? And I was like, if you want to be a doctor, that's, you're looking at 20 years. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. I'm not. Yeah. 20. I think my husband, so my husband is a physician and he is currently in his 25th year of school. No. So wait, is he, so they have med school and then is the residency considered still education? Yes. Oh, stop. Yeah. So he's actually finished with his residency and then he decided he wanted to do an additional. Special. Yes. Which is an additional year. So he did undergrad, med school, three years of residency, and now he's doing one year of fellowship. Oh, that's what's he fellowshipping in though? The sports medicine. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. In September of this year. Uh, last question I have for you. Last question is that I ask every single guest and you guys know that you can find the scripture list um, in the show notes. I love learning from other people to see what they're favorites are, but what is your favorite verse or scripture that gets you through or has gotten you through your toughest days? Honestly, it's not a piece of scripture. It's just something I always tell myself and it's just, God's got this. Like in, I will literally be driving in my car in full on tears because why am I running three businesses and working a full-time job? Oh, and having a baby and renovating a house. And I just constantly have to remind myself that God's got this. And I say it over and over and over. And on my hardest days, I say it all day long. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, God's got this day. I'm driving in my car. I'm like, God's got it. Like quit worrying, quit stressing. He's got it. Um, that is super awesome and a really good mantra, you know, for anxiety or having a bad day. So let's just say God's got it. Okay. It's so it's so simple, but it's so true. And it's just a constant like snap back to reality yeah. that why are you even worrying about this? God's got it. I love it. I really do. I'm going to start saying that too when I freak out. Um, okay. So tell everyone, cause they're going to want to, of course, work with you and find you and be as obsessed with you as I am where tell us where they can find you, how they can work with you. And all of this will be linked in the show notes as well. So this is going to be super fun. I'll start with the blog. It's www.mirandaschroeder.com. Schroeder is a really fun name to spell. 
It's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. So it's MirandaSchroeder.com. Our Instagram is at Thoughtfully Thrifted. And then on the wedding side of things, our website is ThoughtfullyDesignedCo.com. And our Instagram handle is exactly the same, Thoughtfully Designed Co. And like I mentioned, I'm excited to be phasing out of the marketing (laughs) side of things. Yes, guys, she's not Um, marketing anymore. Yeah. And then all of our blog followers that love to really get into the weeds, follow me on my personal Instagram account, which is just Miranda Shro. Okay. Awesome. I will have all of that stuff linked. So you can just quickly get to where you need to be, where you want to find brides. Definitely go look at if you're in the indie area or do you do like other stuff or do you like travel with the wedding stuff? We sure do. Oh, so travel. She travels. Yeah. Look her up on (laughs) her. You guys, it's next level planning. So anyway, Miranda, I thank you. I want to thank you again. So freaking much. You're absolutely amazing. This was absolutely amazing content. You completely blessed the audience today. I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you, Ashley. So happy to be here today. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So much. Yes. I hope you guys are feeling your heart, feeling your mind, feeling your body so we can free that soul. Until next time, sis. Girl, I cannot tell you what it means to me that you are here and listening to this show. I am so grateful for you. And I just want to say that if you did love it or if it tugged at your heart at all, please feel free to share this with your friends or better yet, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can personally shout you out and thank you. Thank you so much for being on this journey, friend. Talk to you soon.